Welcome to the daily VFN Radio Highlights, where we're keeping the conversation light at VFNTV.com. Enjoy. The one exciting thing about that is in the interview with President Donald Trump with David Brody, he asked him about the, the uh, Johnson Amendment, which is LBJ, President Johnson, something that he did, which a lot of churches have been held back. But let's find out first what President Trump said to David about the Johnson Amendment, and then we'll explain it a little bit more when we get back from hearing him. Take a look. And we're working on other things. And one of the things I said that I'm going to try very hard to get done during my term, and I'll get it done, is the Johnson Amendment for evangelicals, for Christians, for everybody of faith, where we're going to try and end and terminate the Johnson Amendment, which is a disaster for religion, in my opinion. It's a priority for you. It's a, oh, it's a priority. This is very important. We're going to go to David Barton. He's with Kenneth Copeland, and they're explaining what the Johnson Amendment is. When you hear this, it'll make sense because so many people are held back. You don't have to be held back, but some people are held back because of what uh, President Johnson did. That's why it's called the Johnson Amendment. Take a look. This subject matter, why we're here, because it is it is extremely important, and the. The part that, that yeah, the sure. Satan was able to get the church to get out of politics and don't be involved in politics and ministers never say anything about it, yeah. all that was yeah. the devil yeah. Yeah. is what okay. contributed I, to us being where we are now. I want you both to address that. I want us to address that because I really believe that the church has got to come into a new place where this is concerned. We've all been afraid to say anything <clears throat> because of the Johnson Amendment, because of the 501c3. And what I read in the Republican Party was that they were going to abolish that. Yes. They were going to get rid of that. Yes. You better explain what the Johnson Amendment is because most preachers don't even know what the Johnson Amendment is. Well, you go ahead and explain the Johnson Amendment. I mean, I looked it up, but I understand understand that the Johnson, Johnson Amendment prevents us from getting into a pulpit and expressing a political opinion about a candidate or about a belief well, concerning that? It's interpreted to be broader than that. What happened was back when Lyndon Baines Johnson was running for U.S. Senate in 1954, there were two groups here in Texas that took out a lot of money to run ads against him because of morals and behavior, and he had bad morals and bad behavior, and they did that, but he didn't like being criticized. Mm. So in the Senate, in an appropriations bill, he sticks a right on an appropriations bill that was never voted on. It ran oh. through and says, if you're a 501c3, you can't say anything about political people. Well, his intention was not to affect the church. His intention was to affect those, what we would call 527 groups or super PACs. That wasn't what they were called back then, but that's what they, they were. And there were two critics of his, and he wanted to shut them down. Well, number one, that's bad policy that because you get criticized, you shut somebody else's free speech out. Number two, it was never voted on the Senate. It just stuck on as a rider, and it went through. But about 10 years later, IRS goes, my gosh, look at this. Churches are 501c3s, too. We can apply this to churches. They can't say anything about anything political. Yeah, they can, because under the Constitution, see, that's why people need to understand that today, when a church gets a 501c3 letter, it's called a letter of recognition. It doesn't grant anything. Right. It recognizes mm-hmm. that you're a church. You're mm-hmm. already a church. And the reason we don't tax churches, the reason they're tax exempt, John Marshall, founding father, gave back 200 years ago. And he said the power to tax is the power to destroy. When we want to get rid of cigarettes, we make a $6 a pack tax and we get rid of them. 
Well, if you can tax the church, you can destroy the church. You can cut out their free speech. And so tax exemptions exist to give freedom from government regulation. Well, guess what? In the Bible, all over the place, God's ministers jump on civil officials. Elijah goes, hey, Ahab, Jezebel, you know what you're doing, persecution of the Lord's prophets, what you're doing with eminent domain there with Naboth, what you're doing with suborning perjury, bringing false witnesses to the court, God's going to judge you for that. And then John the Baptist comes along and says, Herod, you married your brother's, you can't marry your brother's wife, that's wrong. And all through the Bible, you've got all this stuff going on where the God's people, God's leaders call out the civil officials for wrong. Suddenly in America, we can't do what the Bible says anymore, at least we're told that. So the Johnson Amendment is what is used by the critics to say the church has lost its right of free speech from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. You know what? Unions are 501c3. They endorse all the time, and they speak about anything Every they election. want to. Yep. <laughs> and we say churches are 501c3s, and they can't do it? See, that's what the platform covers is we're going to get rid of that Johnson Amendment because mm-hmm. the church deserves mm-hmm. free speech. The church should be able to speak out on any issue it wants to. I mean, this is, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump into this for a minute here, okay, guys. When you're, well, while you're doing that, the Republican platform says places of worship for the first time in our history have reason to fear the loss of tax-exempt status merely for espousing or practicing traditional religious beliefs that have been held across the world for thousands of years and for almost four centuries in America. We value the right of America's religious leaders to preach and Americans to speak freely according to their faith. Republicans believe, <clears throat> believe the federal government, specifically the IRS, is constitutionally prohibited from poli- uh, policing or censoring speech, speech, policing or censoring speech based on religious convictions or beliefs, and therefore we urge the repeal of the Johnson Amendment. Well, I've heard you speak about the founding fathers in the early days of this yeah. nation and how the political leaders would go to church to hear from the pulpit what to do. It's worse than that. The uh, church went to the political leaders. Here's a sermon. This is a sermon preached, uh, found here, 1796. And it's a sermon preached in front of Governor John Taylor Gilman and the Council and Senate and House of Representatives, the entire state of New Hampshire. They bring a preacher in to start every legislative session. We did that for 170 years. We brought preachers in to start every state legislative session. Uh, Here's a sermon on elections from the pulpit. Here's a sermon preached in front of John Hancock, signer of the Declaration, Sam Adams. They brought him in to speak to the entire Massachusetts legislature. Sermon with him. Uh, Here's a sermon on the right uses of the sea. This is a sermon of sailors going out on a ship. Here's a sermon on the transatlantic telegraph. Here's a sermon preached in the U.S. Capitol. This is in the Hall of the House of Representatives. It's called The Imperishable and Saving Words of Christ, delivered in the Hall of the House of Representatives. Here's a sermon on what the military is supposed to do. Here's a sermon on an attack um, that happened in Lexington. Here's a sermon on earthquakes. Here's a sermon on the great fire in Boston. Here's a sermon on solar eclipse. Here's a sermon on the character of our rulers. Here's a sermon on uh, giving. Global warming, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. You know it is. That's, that's, that's what it is. Uh, you know, here's George Whitfield's sermon. Here's another George Whitfield sermon. Uh, here, here's the liquor law of Massachusetts. Here's one on marriage. Uh, here's one on the Great Bridge. Uh, here's one on the sin of selfishness. Here's one, a sermon on property tax. Here's a sermon on the stamp tax. Here's a sermon on communism and churches. Here's a sermon on Christian and patriotism. Here's a sermon on the civil war seen from the pulpit. I think we preached about every sermon under the sun and the Johnson Amendment wouldn't let us do most of these today. And this is history in America and it's history in the Bible. 
we, we've lost our voice. And in Europe, we have in Europe, mm. reason why it's in such it's a spiritual wasteland in Europe. Yeah. In Europe, that's the first thing they did. That's right. What, mm-hmm. what you could and couldn't say out of the pulpit. Yeah. That's it. Now, let's take one more time and hear what our president, our brand new president's first week in office, mm-hmm. really, what he has to say that he's going to do to this Johnson Amendment that has kept you, your pastor, your church from being free. The voice of the church is about to be freed. And imagine the harvest is going to come. And let's go back and listen one more time. He's talking about the Johnson Amendment, which we just heard about. And we're working on other things. And one of the things I said that I'm going to try very hard to get done during my term, and I'll get it done, is the Johnson Amendment for evangelicals, for Christians, for everybody of faith, where we're going to try and end and terminate the Johnson Amendment, which is a disaster for religion, in my opinion. It's a priority for you. It's a, oh, it's a priority. That is so exciting. The excuse gonna, is going to be gone. Yes. <laughs> right? This mysterious excuse is helping people back. Yeah. Oh, lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, oh no. You've just been listening to the highlights from VFN TV and the Data Radio program, where we're keeping the conversation light. Listen or watch more programs and check out the VFN Torch at VFNTV.com. Don't forget about our VFN TV app where no matter where you are, you can take the light with you and share with your friends. We want to thank our sponsors and partners who make this program possible. Take the time and support our sponsors. You can locate them at VFNTV.com and select sponsors. If you'd like to become a sponsor or partner, you can do so at VFNTV.com. VFN TV and the daily radio program where we're keeping the conversation light. Yeah.